Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! His buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Jesus, Rash, get it together! Yeah, it's game day, come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. It is November 20th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Roll Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Rash will be joining us soon enough. Happy Thanksgiving week. Short week for you. It's an early Thanksgiving. And I know you're saying, I thought Thanksgiving was always around the same time of the year. It is. But the earliest it can be is November 22nd. It's in November 23rd this year, Scoots. It's so facto. Early Thanksgiving. Coming at a good time. Who doesn't love a short week? And we're happy to, to to talk with you this week. We've got a lot to talk about, a busy Big Blue weekend, and we'll get to all that stuff. Two hours, probably not going to be enough time today. The Thornton's text line, absolutely bumping. Keep them coming, 502-414-1450. Best producer in all the radio, Justin Kalen. What's up? What's up? It's a it's another week. I uh, and you are absolutely correct on the text line. We could probably spend all two hours today reading text, and I still don't know that we're getting through the text line. I mean, it is a lot to say. It it was kind of a crazy weekend for Cats fans. I mean, y'all had the big win on Friday. Reed Shepard looked good. We'll talk all about that, I'm sure. But then you got Saturday, and y'all fall to South Carolina. So it's a mix of really happy Kentucky fans, and then just a day later, it's a bunch of non happy. UK fan. So it's going to be an interesting text line. But yeah, no, overall, TJ, I'm pretty good. It was a good weekend. I had Thanksgiving at my mom's on Saturday. So I got to eat well early preview of this week's Thanksgiving dinner. So yeah, all in all, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Doing great. Uh, loved, loved the weekend that I had. We didn't have a ton of plans, uh, which was which was always makes for, for fun weekends when you're just kind of hanging out at the house, have to find your own kind of form of entertainment. Um, but it was a lot of sports on, so that was good. UK game against South Carolina was bad, and we will talk uh, talk all about it. Green Bay got a big win. I told you a thousand percent that the that the Steelers were going to lose to the Browns. You didn't want to hear it. Yeah, I you was, didn't want to believe it. I was wrong on that. I, I didn't know Kenny Pickett would throw for ninety three yards. Browns defense, the real deal. AFC North, yeah, 
just wild, wild. Yeah, I think the Ravens probably going to end up just running away with it when it's all said and done. Uh, and then to allow myself just to get irrationally excited about the Packers, they play the Lions and the Chiefs next, which you, you one on the road, Detroit game on the road on Thanksgiving, which I, I love when Green Bay plays on Thanksgiving. They don't. I don't know. I'm sure that would be an easy stat to look up. I don't know what the record is when they've played on Thanksgiving in my lifetime. I don't think it's. It's probably around 500, it seems like, if I were just to guess. So they don't always win when they play on Thanksgiving, but I love when they do. Uh, they played on Christmas, I think, last year or maybe the year before that. I think they played the Browns. I love that. I love when, when the Packers play on a holiday. So Thursday I'm going to be pretty pumped about. But they play those two teams, and then after that, they don't play really anybody that's all that great. They play the Vikings, who are solid. Tough loss for them last night. Really, really bummed the Broncos couldn't find a way to cover. Just settling for a million field goals throughout that game. Which uh, which absolutely stunk. But Green Bay, I'm, I, am I allowing myself to dream about Green Bay going to the playoffs? Ever so slightly, because the schedule's really, really bad. But they probably need to steal one of the Lions or Chiefs to realistically have a chance, because you're probably even going to drop one once the schedule turns cupcakey. Uh, but NFL heating up, so we could talk about that, but we probably won't. Let It'll me be knock, mostly. Let me knock UK you down a peg today. Knock you down a peg, TJ. Packers on Thanksgiving. 14, 20, and 2. Not great. Yeah, but in my lifetime, I wonder what that number is. True. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I would – I just going off the top of my head, I even when the Lions would stink, it seemed like Green Bay and Detroit a lot of times were like – seemed permanent. Or there were a couple of years in a row where they'd play on Thanksgiving. And they – even when the Lions stunk, it seems like that would be a tough game for Favre or it would be a tough game for Rodgers or whatever Green Bay quarterback it would be. Now the Lions are actually good, and Jordan Love, not so good. That's going to be a tough one for him. But, hey, they got the win against a, a solid Chargers team. I like that spread, too. I, I've, I've made some money betting against the Packers this year, but I actually like them there. So that was nice. That was a good Sunday for me. A lot more fun when your NFL team wins versus when they lose. But we're 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 gonna do more. We're doing morning pleasantries. I may have a story from this weekend or two. We'll we'll get to a bunch of different stuff as the show goes on. Roush, it sounded like had just the absolute trip from hell to South Carolina. <laughs> I'm excited when he hops on to be able to tell us that. Did you 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 know that he had the car trouble? There there's a lot that that, that went on with Roush. Uh, they turned the sprinklers on them when they were trying to do their like post game analysis. Uh, it, it was a rough, it was a rough go. And of course, UK loses in just some of the most frustrating, worst fashion. If, besides getting beaten like forty to nothing, I think Saturday was probably just about the worst way Mark Stoops and UK football could could surrender a loss to an inferior opponent. So we'll talk about that obviously, and once Roush hops on, but. I think we're kind of ignoring the lead here. It is Scoots Trevor Super Bowl night. Oh, the man. cats sit aside as we watch two of our bigger rivals. I don't really consider IU one of our bigger rivals, but everybody else does. So we'll just do it for conversation's sake. As the Hoosiers and the Cards square off today, I would say tonight, but it's actually, I think, a 4 30 game in the Empire Classic Don't Come in Last Place game. And maybe U of L should win this one. I, I I'm not really sure what to make of it. U of L looked really solid against Texas. Actually, looked like a real basketball team. Shocking 
everybody nationally, uh, everybody internationally, as a matter of fact. Everybody was surprised to see that UofL-Texas score. Texas hits basically a last-second shot to beat UofL. Otherwise, UofL would have won, advanced to the Empire Classic Championship game against UConn, and what a wild narrative that would have been. We'll talk about that UofL win just because it was so recent. It was yesterday. but it Or UofL lost, excuse me. They almost won. Uh, sorry to pour a little bit more salt in the wound there. But IU gets absolutely smashed by UConn. You can see that one coming. And now that sets up IU versus UofL, third place game today, 4.30. Scoots, tell me how you're feeling. I am not feeling good. I was texting you and Roush last night. I really wanted a Louisville win because if that Louisville team comes out today to play Indiana, Louisville wins. And I, I – it's so embarrassing that I'm sitting here saying that because they are such a bad basketball team. But I, I, what happened to the guys we've seen all year long? That game yesterday was incredible. They were they were fighting. They were trying hard. They were hustling, diving on the floor. They were act. They actually looked like they cared yesterday, and that's really that's all that Louisville fans have wanted to see out of this team. Just show us that you care, and that's what they did yesterday. And look what happened. They, they should have won that game. So I was rooting actively for Louisville to win because I don't want any part of that mainly because the risk reward with playing Texas is greater whereas if you're playing Louisville it just feels like a bunch of risk. You don't you don't want to lose to this Louisville team whereas if you're playing Texas, a loss against Texas doesn't hurt you. A win could actually even help you a little bit on when at the end of the year come the resume time, but so I didn't want to play Louisville. I'm I'm nervous about this game, TJ. I'm very I don't want to say scared, but I'm borderline scared of this game today. I'm I do not have a good feeling whatsoever. I just I just wish What's I could the- I just wish I could feel more confident with Indiana's defensive scheme. I I wish I wish the players knew what they were doing because they clearly don't. No, I, I understand. IU has just not looked good this year to the point where it's like, yeah, you got to shake the rust off and learn to play together. You're combining a lot of new pieces, which you all are, but it's uh, it's taking longer than you would anticipate just to even show some glimpses of competent just being competent yeah. they're not they're not doing that. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifties the Thornton's text line. Um, I, I'm. I can't wait to watch the game for what it's worth. What is the spread, Scoots? Uh, it is seven, which is significant. Trevor and I have a bet on the game. I, I He told me that he let right. you know last night, so that's kind of a big bummer. He he, We were talking on the phone. He was like, yeah, it'd be, it'd be content for you because they're not doing a show today, obviously, with Indiana starting their pregame at 3.30 here on the Big X. Um, so they're not going to do a show. So Trevor was like, oh, it'll be good content for you. And then he lets me know, oh, by the way, I told TJ. I'm like, cool. Just because you don't get to share it, Trevor, you take away my shine. So you already know the bet, but it's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Do you want to tell everybody what the bet is with Trevor? So we've got two separate bets. I came away with the clear winner of this bet either way. So we're going to my- – I, I, For what it's worth, I agreed with you. That was going to be my biggest yeah. takeaway from the bet is that it's a sweetheart bet for you, Mr. $500 guy. And for what it's worth, before you share the details of the bet, Trevor and Scoots had a bet last year. It was hilarious. It was great for content. I wish you all could do something similar this year. I wish somebody <laughs> at the station would do something similar this year where they had a $500 bet, which I think part of the reason is just the number. Like, you know, it wasn't – it wasn't just, all right, losers got to buy the other one a dinner or the other one's got to go 
do this. And like that's a, that's a big chunk of change. Five hundred dollars when you're in the radio business may as well be five thousand dollars to most people. So the bet was who would get more wins: U of L basketball or Eastern Michigan basketball. Such a random school, which added to the lore of the bet, made it even more exciting. Eastern Michigan, what a random ass college basketball school. Uh, they had Amani Bates, and he was going to maybe go to U of L. Didn't go to U of L. Trevor was really upset about it. Got emotional about it. Well, fun going to Eastern Michigan and never winning any games. And Scoot said, "You know what? They're going to win more games than Louisville." And who would have thought that U of L would only win four games that season? And wildly enough, Eastern Michigan, I think, only won like seven or eight or something eight, like that. Yeah. So. It was a hilarious, hilarious unfolding of the bet as the season went on. It provided radio content from December to January to February, and even some fun conversations in March if U of L could get hot or Eastern Michigan was maybe not even going to make their college basketball conference tournament, which maybe they didn't when it was all Sundana. Uh, but but point being, it was a lot of fun. I wish they could recreate the magic, but it was spontaneous. You can't always force those things. But with UK and U of L playing, or I keep saying UK, IU and U of L playing today, it, it did lead to a natural bet, which gives Scoot a, a natural advantage with the rules of the bet or the stipulations. I, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm guessing Trevor just offered this to you and you just shook your head yes to it. Otherwise, I. What a wild thing for Trevor to agree to. So I was actually sitting there on the couch, and Trevor had texted me. He was like, should we have a gentleman's bet for tomorrow? So I'm sitting there bouncing ideas off of Gil. I was like, what should I do? I was like, should we just bet like a DoorDash order? And then I was like, well, no, I don't want to do that because Trevor's DoorDash order is four times the amount of my DoorDash order. So I didn't really want to do the DoorDash order thing. And then Trevor calls me. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's let's see what he's got. And he calls and he says, hey, let's just do straight up Indiana wins. I'll do KRC on Wednesday. Or he was like, winner or winner of the bet gets all of Wednesday off. So if Indiana wins, Trevor does KRC and Rutherford. If Louisville wins, I have to do KRC and Rutherford on Wednesday. But then Trevor was like, I brought up the point. I was like, well, Trevor, you said all day off. So that means you have to do Hoosier Report and Spears as well if Indiana wins. And he was like, oh, crap. Forgot about Hoosier Report and Spears. And I was like, yeah. So that's when we brought the spread into the equation. So we're going to do the spread, which is seven. If Indiana wins by more than seven, or Trevor has to do KRC, Hoosier Report, Spears, and Rutherford on Wednesday. If Louisville covers the spread, I'll be in here to do Hoosier Report and Spears on Wednesday. Yeah, so naturally sets up well for Scoot where if a seven-point favorite just wins, he gets to sleep off. in. He gets to sleep in. He gets off a little bit of work, which if you're telling me UK is a seven-point favorite and they just have to win for me to get an award – I feel good about that. Yeah. I, I I feel like I'm I'm I got a good chance to to win something. The spread aspect I think is interesting. It probably should have just been a spread bet to begin with. No. Like it, IU winning shouldn't shouldn't matter. Should just be hey, if IU covers the spread, you're working all my shows. If U of L covers the spread, I'll work your singular show. And that's a whole another aspect of it too. Is that it's a four hour bet. Or yeah, four hour bet versus a three hour bet. So you're still coming out ahead. Yeah. 
No, I, I definitely got the better of the deal. And actually, when I hung up the phone last night with Trevor, Gil just looks at me and he goes, yeah, you definitely got the better of that deal. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. I mean, because UofL has to win, which yeah. they've done very little of in the Kenny Payne era, for Trevor to get anything out of it. Right. But if they – that's the thing that makes this so intriguing because if, if Indiana plays like they played yesterday, Louisville plays like they played yesterday, Louisville wins, no question. I, I don't doubt that, not one second. Which puts me in an interesting spot. Am I rooting for the University of Louisville this evening? Do you, would, uh, I think I, – I think I am. I think it comes down to who – I mean, who do you want for KRC on Wednesday? I mean, first off, I will say a, a part of the bet that does stink for you is that if you lose, you're working till 6 o'clock on Wednesday, Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean yeah. as much now that we're just old dinosaur scoots, but, like, 6 o'clock on Wednesday when we were 26 or 27, like, you know, that's when it's time to start – seeing friends or family or turning on your face. Like that's when you get to kind of get after it, let your hair down a little bit. Well, and you're going to be instead with a, with somebody with no hair, Mike Rutherford, and you're going to be talking U of L sports on a Wednesday at five 45, thinking about Turkey. Well, so that, that is like, that wouldn't be ideal. Oh, and that turns it into almost a 12 hour day, the day before Thanksgiving. So that, that would oh, not yeah. be great. Granted, it's not a hard day. Radio work isn't all that hard, but still it's a long time in one building for when it should be a, holiday you know i i think and also just be hilarious that like u of l fans i i do think there that was not nothing yesterday like maybe texas just didn't take you all that serious but u of l played good for i know they gave up 81 points or whatever it was but u of l's defense they just weren't totally lost the entire game so that was a surprise to see in the kenny Payne era and they actually had some like motion offense they were running some sets people were running without the ball moving without the ball they were kind of screening people off the ball to get shooters open shots uh, there was actually like you you saw something there. I think that's for the first time in the Kenny Payne era you could actually watch a game and be like, I see what they're trying to do, and it actually looked kind of good. Uh, they probably they probably should have won that game when it was all said and done. You Texas hit a very contested shot there, but I do think it'd be funny. But I think U of L fans, even with being hey, that was good. Like, I like that effort. I, it was fun kind of caring about a college basketball game again for the first time in a long time. They still know that Payne's going to be gone after this year. If U of L ends up winning some games and surprising some people, they're not going to go to the tournament. He's going to be – He's going to be. It, the Kenny Payne era ends after year two. You just can't have the Yum Center looking as dead as it has. All that to say, though – IU fans had expectations for this year. They brought in players that they were excited about. This is definitely a tournament team in their eyes. If U of L beats them, Scooch, that's going to be really embarrassing for you. This is a high pressure game today. Yeah, no, and that that's my that's why I didn't want to play Louisville. You, you there's no pressure if you're playing Texas. Whatever happens, happens. If you're playing Louisville, you're expected to win. And right now, with the way Indiana's playing, I I, I don't know if they can win. They're they're just giving so many minutes to guys that shouldn't be out on the floor. Whereas you could probably say the same about Louisville, but we actually got good performances from those guys yesterday. I mean, Tyler Johnson has not been great this year. He played really good. Huntley Hatfield was has been awful all year. He played really well yesterday. So it, it really comes down to which team has the guys that shouldn't be on the floor that are producing, in my opinion. That's what it comes down to, if that makes sense. 
Because oh, it makes sense. All right, both it, teams it, it have guys that shouldn't be out there. It does. I, I think you have. Uh, I think IU will will bounce back. I think Water will find its level a little bit. I do think it'll be a close game. Seven seems maybe like too many points, yeah. but I, I I think in the it's funny. Like my my group message just kind of blows up with U of L game spread lines. It just seems like the number ever can't be high enough. People that seven they were seventeen point dogs yesterday, and to, I would have thought Texas probably would have covered that number. The only bet I made on the U of L game yesterday is I thought their team point total, which I think was like sixty six. I think the under was going to hit on that. Uh, it did not, so I, I, nope. I lost that one. But I think I'm going to stay away from U of L. They're just too weird, too. Jekyll and Hyde of a basketball team. They're, I think they're just bad. It's, they're they're just a bad team, so probably not worth really throwing money on a bad team. But that's going to be a fun one today, 430, IU, U of L, a big one for Big X Sports Radio, a producer bet. It's, it's going to be uh, – shoot, now I lost one. Oh, it's going to be a great game for live betting is what I was going to go with. Keep, keep an eye that's on the, the live line. Yeah, I, I so like – I have made a lot of note about my cold streak that I've been on. I think I'm officially off of it, Scoots. And nice. I think live betting over the weekend was the the shot in the arm that I really needed. I uh, took advantage of some live lines for UK that I, I hate admitting betting against Kentucky, but you uh, the writing was on the wall in that game. And we're going to talk about it. I kind of wanted to wait for Roush before we, we dove in head first. We're going to talk UK basketball as well. Uh, Friday was a lot of fun. The Reed Shepherd game. People are just going absolutely bananas, and rightfully so. Man, I have, to, again today. I have to Cats issue play. an apology. Well, good. I look forward to hearing that apology. A Cats play again tonight. It is a game day edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. In uh, this team, I don't care if they were playing Little Sisters of the Poor. Uh, when they're going to throw it up, I'm going to be excited to watch it. St. Joe's coming to town tonight. St. Joe's coming off a really bad loss yeah. to Commerce. Otherwise, this was going to be kind of a – you can't overlook them. This is a team that UK should beat, but they, they've been solid this season. You can't really say that when you're coming off a loss to A&M Commerce. So I don't think that those storylines really apply, but it is another opportunity for these young cats to grow – for this team to mesh, to gel together, and it allows us to wonder, what if Big Z is cleared today? Could he find the floor tonight? Because St. Joe's does have some big guys. So, Scooch is going to apologize when we return. We'll, we may get into the Thornton's text line, and we're definitely going to turn our attention towards UK athletics on Big X Sports Radio, Kentucky Roll Call, TJ Walker, Nick oh, Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Well, when in Rome. <laughs> yes. Please go on. Uh, do as, as the Romans do. It's, it's an old expression. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of it. Oh. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning, November 20th, Thanksgiving week, game day edition of KRC, UK taking on St. Joe's tonight. 
St. Joe's the team that has the mascot that does the the, the, yeah. the owl mascot. He's got to flap his wings during the duration of the game. Did you know that? He is a hawk. And, yes, I did know that, including halftime. He's got to flap his wings uh, the whole game. Hawk, owl, you know, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's like an honor, and he's got to do it the entire game. And it's, like, passed down. It's If, if, if you can be the St. Joe's hawk, it's a – it's a big deal. I think at graduation, you even have to like do the arm thing, too, though. <laughs> that would be exhausting, wouldn't it? Sitting there just moving your arms up and down the whole game? It would be. You got to have you got to be in shape to a certain degree. I also I wonder like where it is. I wonder if the guy just or the gal, because it's been it's been guys and gals. I wonder if they just have like muscle memory where sometimes they'll be out of the bars with their friends and they're like, (laughs) hey, Johnny, Johnny, you don't have to do it here, buddy. This is a safe space. You don't have to flap your arms anymore. Uh, But it's worth a Google. I think one time he I think at this time it was a he he got like there was a fight and it spilled over into like the benches and the cheerleaders. I think like the St. Joe's Hawk mascot like got into it. And even during the pushing and shoving, he was like still flapping (laughs) his arms in between like fighting. They're very dedicated to the bit. And let's hope that Kentucky's dedicated to a big blue beatdown. Nick Roush joining us on your Monday morning. Dad, dude, he called. Roush, how are you? Um, man, this is a week from hell. Uh, it's it's the worst. And, uh, yeah, it's just starting what's going to be an eventful six weeks or so. So, yeah, I've, uh, not great. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. I always love that positive attitude and optimism to get us all feeling good in the morning. That's Nick Roush, everybody. Uh, it did seem like you had a rough re- weekend, buddy. That That was no fun. Yeah, um, the trip started, got hit by somebody, almost T-bone. Fortunately, they only just gave my bumper a good crack uh, while just stopping at a gas station in the mountains. Um, so, fortunately, we were able to duct tape it up, make the rest of the trip to Columbia. And uh, on the way back, too, what, we really, what the trip really needed was uh, to get pulled over again. Um, and this, this uh, also in the mountains, was on uh, 25E. Uh, bypassing Knoxville. Thought it was a 65. It was a 55. Um, fortunately, the state trooper, I think he saw the duct tape. He ran my license and saw the stuff. and was like, oh, well, I, this guy's had a rough go of it. I'm, I'll be nice to him this this time around and just, just give him a warning uh, and a seatbelt ticket because Peak was running around without a seatbelt on. Whoa, Peak? Who rides, around, who rides around without a seatbelt on? So... I could maybe understand it being in the back seat because you're kind of crammed in there anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there are moments where I will not have a seatbelt on. I got to rearrange, got to do this. But, like, I don't know. It's just second nature. I'm not trying to be like a goody two shoes necessarily. It's just second nature if I'm in a car, like, to have a seatbelt on. I can't believe, I don't don't think I've ever personally known anybody that's either gotten a seatbelt ticket either. Like, you hear about, you hear about it. And you see all the advertising for it, but I think Peak may be the first person that I actually know to get like, all right, you're getting off with a warning, but seatbelt ticket. The the best uh I we we were in we were going to Key West for my friend's bachelor party and we flew into Miami and rented a big passenger fan and drove down. And so on the way, we pull off at a pharmacy or whatever, uh, get a cheap cooler, fill it up with beer. Um, for the three hour drive down 
And as we're pulling onto the highway, they had a checkpoint of sorts, and they were handing out speeding tickets, seatbelt tickets right there. And uh, the groom was in the passenger seat. He hadn't put a seatbelt on yet, and they wrote him like a $200 ticket for not having a seatbelt on. Jeez, Louise. So how did I, I just want to know how it went. So like the cop probably had like a big Southern accent saying that like, yeah, hey, well, I'm going to let I see you're out of towners. You had a rough go with things lately. I'm going to let you boys off with the warning. But he doesn't have his seatbelt on. The, he just like pointed out and like call him out. And then everybody just head turns to the back seat to see peak like doing a headstand. It's like, oh, wow, he doesn't have a seatbelt on. That's crazy. It's very similar. Um, it. It, it was also one of those two where he, I, I didn't see the cop at all. We were about two miles from getting into Corbin and then hopping back on 75 for the rest of our trip. So I was just, uh, once again, kind of like when we got hit, like, all right, I'm trying to get to a, a nice little breaking point here. And um, I was in cruise control, did not see the police officer whatsoever until he got up on me. And I went to get over to the right-hand lane like, damn, this dude's hovering. I need, I need to get out of the way. I see the blue lights, and I'm like, ah, man. Um, he uh, a, he sinking, gets- a sinking feeling, if anybody and most people have, yeah. has experienced just when the lights and you know are on you. Yeah, not yeah, because yeah, uh, there's always that moment, too, when you see him in the rearview mirror, and you're like, please don't be me. Please don't be me. And then – uh, but you, know you, you kind of you know it's like uh, they wouldn't be riding my butt this hard just to like get me out of the way. And it's like, all right, well, hold on. I'll, I'll get over and just maybe, just maybe they'll go around. But when they see you follow you as you get over, it's like, okay, this 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 stinks. I've only been pulled over twice, thankfully, knock on wood. Uh, but it, it is it is not fun at all. So you get pulled over. Yeah, and the first thing the guy says. Okay. He is. He's, he he looks at me. And he says, "Yeah, caught you, seventy-seven. It's a uh, fifty-five here." I was like, "Oh, well." And I, he's like, "How come your uh, passenger doesn't have a seatbelt on?" And then that's when we all look back at Peak and we're like, uh, "I just kind of speechless." And he's like, "Yeah, I just took it off," and uh, he. Just walk, grab my license and went back to the car. It's like he didn't just take it off peak. Oh no, the old yeah. I just took it off peak. What are you doing? Oh no, really got him. And I think part of it is he kind of when he's in the back seat, he almost has like a, a home office setup because he's a he'll have like his book. Sometimes he'll be editing stuff with his laptop. He's just he's always doing stuff back there. I never never know what he's doing back there. He's always doing stuff back there. So maybe that would the the no seat belts to get more comfortable. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was, um, tough. Did, did Pete get into a long rant? Like, did he, he didn't try to argue the cop, did he? About how seatbelt laws are unconstitutional. You shouldn't be caring what I wear in my car. Thankfully not. Thankfully not. It was just a, uh, uh like, of course, you know, and, and also it was only a $25 ticket. So it wasn't, okay. yeah. You know, like that's just. You know, you At that point, just, that's just a tax. Like, uh, you know what? I don't want to wear my seatbelt. I'll pay the tax. It, it, and it's also a big uh, just like, well, um, 
this could have gone a lot worse and it was quick yeah he he didn't take too much of our time like that that part was nice well that's great that, so, yeah that sounds like an ideal experience uh, wear your seatbelt everybody it's it's safe so ralph you didn't get a ticket for going 22 miles on an hour over the speed limit no he was he was wow. being forgiving because he knew like i was clearly on my way back to louisville uh um, that is incredible 22 yeah. miles per hour how, yeah. You probably you probably just really were batting your eyes, flirting well, a little bit. Uh, yeah, it, I, I think when he was running the license, and so, so essentially when um, I got hit, they wrote me a ticket to make sure my insurance would cover the other car's expenses. Um, that's kind of like a thing they do. So that was on there. Um, and then on top of that, uh, like you could just see the duct tape holding my bumper together. So... You know, I'm, I'm shout, shout out to that trooper for, for having a little bit of a heart. Cause that was a, it was, it was, it was a, an eventful trip. Very eventful you, trip. You said your bumper had a bad crack. How's your neck and your back? Um, it's been better. <laughs> I mean, and now, and now I can't, like it's there. That's in my head, TJ. Thank you. Are you, are you in all seriousness? Are you pretty sore? No, no, I no. I know no. a great injury lawyer, uh, James B. Alpini. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, it was you got T-boned and you got ridden a ticket. Uh, yeah, they gave me a thing for failure to yield. Um, it the the part like you can't be too mad when you avoid severe injury, but there's also part of me where, uh. I didn't have my foot on the gas. I was kind of just coasting up into the gas station while this lady was flying up a hill, and I didn't see her at all. She was coming straight at us, swerved, and just clipped the bumper. But uh, so yeah, they gave me a failure to yield. I'm assuming I don't. I don't know if she got something too to make sure. But yeah, it's just yeah. That's. I, and I had gracious. It, I had it really. I got out of the car fully expecting like the door to be smashed. And like, uh, just wondering, so how do we get out of here? <laughs> you know, like I, I, I thought we might be stranded. Um, so yeah, it, whew, it, it could have been much worse. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get too remorseful or anything like that. Um, just. Gosh, I am in all seriousness, very glad you're all right. That does sound scary hearing the details of it. Uh, gosh. Just sounds like a miserable trip. At least the cats pulled out the win for you. Oh wait, they didn't. Um, they they worst loss, their food. worst loss of the season somehow, and they've lost by fifty to two teams. Uh, just wild, wild stuff. The season feels like it's going in the wrong direction. Even despite playing so poorly, Roush, you looked at the scoreboard of the fourth quarter and you said, "You know what." Kentucky still should win this game. Maybe win this game going away. And then you blinked, and wouldn't you know it, UK just blows it. I mean, they just absolutely gave that game away. No business losing to that team, even playing as poorly as they did. And yet, here you are, 6-5, and five, one game left on the schedule, and the fan base as frustrated as it has ever been in the Mark Stoops era – Nick Roush was down there for all of it, experience from hell, apparently, but the football game was no different of an experience. That no. one, like, 
after it, I, I, you know, I just I kind of a low key watch. It was a late game. Went to a buddy's house that just lives down the street, and it was almost like hate watching Roush, and I and I hate that because that hasn't really been the norm in the Mark Stoops era. But it was almost just like we were predicting what was going on. And it wasn't hate watching. We wanted UK to win, but it was like we could predict where the shortcomings were going to happen before they happened. Oh, another third and long. I bet they get the. And then just, we'd laugh, be like, "Oh, they got it, another third and long." And while the defense was so frustrating, it was probably the it was the offense that cost you this game. It was the offense that had several chances yep. to put this bad boy away that came up short. And while the third downs were very very frustrating. Overall, if you go on the road and you only give up 17 points, you should every time expect to win that game, and UK does not. So the offense was, I think, the biggest culprit, despite some of frustration from the defense. But Roush, it was really an all-systems failure, just a nightmare of a football game. And, and you thought they were terrible in third down, but they ended up finishing the day. South Carolina converting only 5 of 14, just over 30%. That's Good. That's much better than what they normally had. Spencer Rattler, only 207 yards passing. Um, I mean, it. The, the defense played about how they should have. It was the offense that Devin Leary throws an unacceptable interception in the end zone. He throws it late where you're going to tie and take the lead after a terrible start in Columbia and just getting shell-shocked right from the get-go for, what, the third or fourth time this year where they've just found themselves down two scores in the blink of an eye. Um, Derek Jackson made a nice play on Xavier Leggett in the end zone. That could have very well been his third touchdown pass of the day. Um, also, why Xavier Leggett getting one-on-one situations in the red zone? Like, I don't – just just put two guys on him. I Like, let's just do that. Like, he's their only good player, and he's getting open in one-on-one situations. Just double him every time. I digress. That play kind of gave Kentucky some momentum back. They went and scored. They have a chance to tie or take the lead. Leary underthrows um, a corner route, which you just can't do. Whatever you, as much as you hate seeing him throw the ball out of bounds, throw the ball out of bounds. He doesn't. Um, but they get a quick stop. They get the ball back. They've got another chance. Dane Key gets the first down on a third and six, tries to get a little bit more. Fumble. Boom. Um, there, there's two of your turnovers. And then. The defense kept getting stops. Their momentum just bled into the third quarter. You had multiple opportunities to go win that game. That whole third quarter, I just it felt like if Kentucky got one more score, the game was over. Uh, yeah, to- that's, that's that's how I felt throughout that. You had momentum. Defense was starting to find its groove a little bit. You were forcing South Carolina to have to force some things. I, I thought I thought the same thing. And I was surprised, like, even with the tempo of the game, that first quarter and everybody just feeling like, oh, here we go again. But then you, you're going into halftime, and you're like, man, not like despite that first quarter being as bad as it should be, Kentucky probably should be winning this game and winning this game some, maybe somewhat comfortably. But yeah. they just were the better team, Roush. And, like, when you're the better team, you just need to make enough plays to win. And time and time again, you thought the offense was going to be able to do it. All right, here you are, great field position. All you need is a field goal, but shucks. There's so much time left. they got to worry about you probably scoring a touchdown and taking the lead. And then you just instantly fumble the ball. And it's like, oh, I mean, goodness, like you – Dinguses, give yourself a chance to be able to make this competitive. The fact you couldn't even get in field goal range, and then what do you do, Roush? Guess what? You're going to get the ball back. Like, you don't even deserve getting the ball back, but here you are. You're going to get it back. Do something with it. Nope, you don't. Like, you just – one opportunity after another, failed, 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 failed. 
bad night in Columbia. Looked like an electric atmosphere up until, you know, halftime into the third quarter. UK just has to win that game. And it's been that kind of season. Like, what has this coaching staff done that they should be proud of this season? And there's not much I think they can can hang their hat on. And I I think that's – Mark Stoops said after the game, um, he didn't definitively say this is the hardest loss. But he basically said this is this is the worst loss I've I've gone through as a coach because uh, I think in large part he made his whole mission statement about this season responding to adversity and all they've done is just crumple under pressure. You score a touchdown to take the lead in the third quarter. You get three chances to put this game away. You don't do any of them. You give up a touchdown there, and you still have that chance, like you said, and I. First play, Leary's got all the time in the world, three-man rush, and he just doesn't have the sense of awareness to get rid of the ball before he's stripped. Um, You have the ball in the 50 with two minutes to play and two timeouts. Bare minimum, all all you got to do is get 20 yards and kick a field goal, right? Give or take 20 yards. That that should should be easy. But this team, TJ, just has shown no resolve under pressure whatsoever. Um, because I, I really think it's just been a a bad a bad locker room, bad culture, bad like all of the when you when when Mark Stubbs looking looks in the mirror, he doesn't see the 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 program he built. Uh, he it's just it's not there right now because I think in in large part some of it's um, his own doing missing in a, some of these recruiting classes where that 2019 and 2020 group. That would be your seniors right now. There's not there's not really any leaders in that group, right? There's not any staples that are making sure that the ship stays on the straight and narrow. And, and then so you're reliant on transfers, um, you know, hired help. They, these are mercenaries coming in, and we saw what happened when one of them didn't get their way. They were tweeting after the game today. Ray Davis is supposed to be a guy that you look to to be a leader in this locker room. Devin Leary is supposed to be a guy that you look to to be a leader in this locker room. And they're not. Um, so that that this is what you're left with. Um, and it's it's unfortunate. It's disappointing. And um, now, it, the, 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 for a while, even when things would go wrong, you'd at least be able to kind of put duct tape on the bumper and get through with a a seven and five season where you were left wanting more. Um, but but this is. Absolutely his worst season since this bowl streak started back in 2016. Um, and there's going to be some wholesale changes here in the offseason. It's going to be rough. Shouldn't shouldn't have been Ray Day shouldn't Ray Davis have been able to chirp after the game? I mean 12 carries. No, he's hey, no no no. That's a misconception. Okay. He's been bad for a month. He had one good run. He was missing so many rushing lanes. He's been missing rushing lanes. He's averaging more than 15 carries a game. He got a dozen. He had one run for 31 yards and eleven for thirty. So he he was he was missing holes all night. He was playing poorly, and the guy they put in for him averaged eight yards a carry. And the part that's frustrating to Justin is that he'll go to the podium and talk about how Ramon Jefferson. He he he's so happy to see Ramon Jefferson get that big run. He just wanted him to get the touchdown against Alabama. Take that touchdown away from me. Give it give it to him. But then Ramon takes five carries from him and gets fifty yards. He almost. He almost outran him with uh, less than half the carries, and then he's tweeting about it after the game. So, like, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. You can't be 
this selfless leader who wants other people to get theirs. And then as soon as some of your carries go away, um, you're mad about it. Now, is he mad that they were throwing it more than running it? Um, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it's not him. But nevertheless, like, you, you just – that's just indicative of this team. I'm not. I'm not trying to pile on the, the Kentucky's best offense and most consistent offensive player this year because he's in a rough patch and teams have actively tried to take him away. He is at least putting points on the board, but I, I, I do just think that's an example. Like, it's it's just a perfect example of this season. Um, is it was it was it was that it was that tweet right? It was it was how they responded and reacted to adversity. Uh, being mad instead of rallying together and going and getting the damn win. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And my, my take was going to be like Davis should have gotten more than 12 carries. I get it that Ramon was doing some some solid things, but um, you, for that exact reason, that like if you're going to lose and you're going to look at the box score and you're say like, oh, he only got 12 carries, well maybe that's why. Roush, you're right that it was like it, it was a little juice stats, but. He still has been your most consistent player. He should have gotten more than 12 carries. Is it the reason you lost the game specifically? Probably not, but I still right. would have liked him to get more carries. But you definitely don't do that after the game. That's a no-brainer. Scoots, right, even right. if you're frustrated, like even if you feel like you should get more carries, it's just an immature thing to do. It doesn't solve any problems. It creates more problems. And leaders don't create more problems. They help solve problems. And I think I agree yeah. with Roush. You, we're just finding that this team just doesn't have very many leaders. He should have gotten more carries, but that, that was uh, kind of embarrassing the way this team has handled itself off yeah. the field and on the, the field at times, but off the, the field too. Just bad all around. Bad, bad, bad. Would have really liked if they opened that final drive by running the ball. You only need to get 20 yards. You didn't need to take a deep shot, which the deep shots have been just bad all year. The offense has been bad all year. Uh, every team that's played this South Carolina team has scored at least 21 points. They got 14 and couldn't get past 300 yards of total offense. Three turnovers. The, the offense, TJ, it's it's – stop me if you've heard this before – Mark Stoops' team loses a game they shouldn't because their offense can't score enough points. Yeah, we've uh, that's been uh, a script for the good teams, the bad teams, the mediocre teams. We've we've heard that one before far too many times. Uh, that one was really frustrating. It just it feels like you're just asking for any sign of life from this team, and they're just uh, they're refusing to to do it. So. Big game coming up. We'll see if they've got anything left in the tank. Uh, it's just kind of polar opposite storylines between UK and U of L going into this game. And somehow, Roush, maybe because I'm a big blue dumb idiot, but I feel weirdly like confident in this game. I, I don't know why. I don't know if I feel like UK is going to rally if they're going to just have one more in the tank. I, if you, I just maybe the the ball of averages. U of L can't keep winning close games. I don't know. <laughs> I, I weirdly feel good about it, but we're going to talk about it. This week, we've yep. got to take our daily double break. We'll talk more about UK's disappointing loss to South Carolina, and we'll talk about basketball, which has been not disappointing. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back.
Over? You say over? I heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll F- Roll Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Thanksgiving week, short week, feast week. A lot of good basketball on, a lot of good football on. Going to be a ton of sports, going to be a ton of food. Hopefully you're going to have a ton of friends or family. And if not, Get some salseritas. That'll make you just feel as wholesome. Uh, they will do catering this week if you need it. You can do it all at the touch of your fingers on your app, Middletown and St. Matthews, or go in. Go in for a delicious meal at either one of their two locations. Middletown, it does have a drive through St. Matthews, nice covered patio, freshly renovated interior, delicious food, smiling faces at both stores. Salseritas, and remember, it's double points after 6 p.m. Check them out today. Salsaritas, it is delicious. Uh, John Fanta finally has UK in his top 25, everybody. Wow. The, the Cats did it. They did it. They really did. Uh, they are ranked, according to John Fanta, who did not have UK ranked. He's got them at number 18, just behind Mississippi State in Colorado, in Alabama, in North Carolina. Come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. Um, good for John Fanta. The the Cats, they they were fun Friday night against the Stonehill Stoners. Uh, just mm-hmm. making threes, getting money, money, money. Uh, I didn't realize, too, that Reed, uh, Reed had only missed one shot, one, one three uh, up until this game, and then he only missed one. That night, so he's got a pretty pretty decent three points percentage on this young season so far. Um, I don't have the stats pulled up, but it finished seven of eight from downtown for twenty five points, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. nine of ten from the field, seven of eight from deep, twenty five points, and I'll just throw in seven assists to boot there. Get the other people involved. I don't know exactly what those assists were on, but he could have theoretically been involved on forty six points. Yesterday, that would be to suggest that all of his seven assists were on threes, which would not be the case. But, uh, you know, somewhere assisting uh, uh, anywhere from 14 to 21 points to go with 25 points. Dude is awesome. He is he Roush. I've I push back on people that have these like grandiose takes. I I I usually am the one that says like who starts it doesn't really matter but this guy needs to start and it may actually matter so that's why i'm I'm having this take uk has just been a slow team whether it's to start the second half whether it's to start the first half they've they've started slow and john calipari teams i i hate to say that maybe it's becoming a trend but like last year they were notorious for starting a bit slow that 20 we we, we had similar conversations in 2021 or yeah, 2021-2022 with Ty, with Ty Ty and Kellen Grady about who to start versus if you're getting a good spark plug off the bench. But that team would occasionally start games slow. And once again, Roush, we're a small sample size. We're only four games into the season. But this group for UK has not been starting quickly. Get Shepard out there to start the game. I, will I 
throw a fit about it if he doesn't and he keeps coming off the bench. It, it, again, it's not like the end of the world. It just matters that your best players are playing the most minutes. But if we want to eliminate these slow starts, get Reed Shepard out there. I, I can't imagine Reed Shepard starting a game in a Kentucky jersey and what that would mean to him and then us blinking and it being the under four timeout and UK's down nine to three or something like that. I just I don't think it would happen. So to eliminate the slow starts, let's put Reed Shepard in. I think it would help. Uh, again, I can't believe I'm having a, having a starting lineup take. I can't believe I'm having a starting yeah, lineup take yeah. four games into the schedule. But he I should know. start. Like, he's UK's best player, Roush. He's just Kentucky's best player. Best players should start. Yeah, I'm just – I can't believe you're having this take. TJ, just wait Just wait a little bit longer. Wait till after the Miami game. They, they, you, if they don't start slow against Kansas, maybe they win that game. I mean, I, again, you're, play, like, you're playing the what if. They still got up 14. But if you don't blink and you're not down 9 nothing, maybe it's a different story. So who's he starting for? Antonio Reeves? Uh, I, get DJ Wagner out. Yeah, you can't do that. Like he's going to be your best player at the end of the year. You can't do that. Like that's, that's, everybody keeps saying that. Who? Why? Why is he going to be your best player? Because at the I end said of the year? so, TJ. That's why. <laughs> I like that answer. At least, <laughs> I, I at least respect that answer. But like everybody no, keeps saying, well, that, like, you got to get you got to get something out of him. You got to get. Well, some, I agree, and, and he's going to get better, and we'll see flashes, and he'll be fine. But he like, pretty good then, Friday night. He, he. I mean, he started slow, but he played well Friday night. He hit what three threes. In that game? He, did hit, he, he did hit three, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's because Kentucky's been – like, I think all of the struggles that John Calipari's had, like, I feel like the only way you can you can have a Final Four team with Coach Cal is if he's got a point guard that can take him there. That And, and so DJ Wagner needs to be that guy. I don't why – can't, Why can't Reed be that guy? Why can't Dillingham be that guy? Like Because are... I don't think Reed can finish at the, the – like can get – can create by finishing at the rim the same way DJ does. They can play physically. And and really, the, the reason why I say it too, TJ, is that right now I don't, I don't think a slow start really matters at all. And well we, – it, it does if you want to cover, but yeah, again, um, maybe it do, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I, and I, I, you know, if I wanted to counter that, I'd just be like, it doesn't until it does. It, you're, you're right. Yeah, again, like yeah. starting slow against Stonehill isn't the end of the world, but if in eight days you start slowly against Miami, and again you started slow against Kansas and you still found a way to be up 14, you still should have closed out that game. But we also could play the what if game there. Like, if, what if Kentucky gets up eight nothing to start that game? Maybe you bury Kansas and you're up by twenty two and you steal their soul, and that's that. We're playing the what if game again. I'm not trying to have an argument about starting lineups. Right, I just right. don't. Like, he just needs more minutes because right now he's Kentucky's best player, and, and I can't yeah. believe we're saying that, but we are. He's just he changed. He's so he's so smart. Like with where he needs to be on the floor, getting teammates involved. But he also can just back it up by knocking down shots. Like, he's good. It's not just that he's like this little game manager that's out there running the show. He will he, he will dunk on people or around people. He can dunk in traffic. But most importantly, he's stretching the floor and knocking down threes. It's nice to have a three-point shooter, Roush, that actually hits three-point shots. Like, that's been, know. You know, it's been nice pretty to cool. see that. That's pretty cool. The And, and I think the – we just saw his first like huge offensive pop, um, but he he's what's made him uh, Kentucky's best player, and what's got Gary Parish and all these national college basketball writers writing about him is by all the other things he does: stealing passes, creating offense for others, the, the seven assists that you mentioned, 
that that's what's made Reed Shepard special and mm-hmm. uh, put him ahead of schedule because he does all of the little things right. He's well coached, um, knows the game of basketball well. It's made for an exciting start to the season uh, for the Cats. We get another one tonight. St. Joe's, do we have we seen the number on it? Because I have not. Uh, it is 16 and a half. Okay. Okay. Should have let Scooch guess it. He's so good at that. Scooch, you've you've got some takes on Reed Shepard. I do. Yes. Uh, this I was going to interject and say this seems like a perfect opportunity to issue my apology. Um, probably my worst take in Kentucky roll call history. I don't know if you all remember or not, but a couple weeks ago I said that Gabe Cups would be for Indiana what Reed Shepard is for Kentucky. That is the most ignorant thing I've ever said in the entirety of my life. Reed Shepard is a thousand miles ahead of where Gabe Cups is right now. Gabe Cups wouldn't he'll he won't hit three threes in a game for Indiana this year, let alone seven in the fourth game of the season. So yeah, I just wanted to apologize for that. That was a really dumb take. Please forgive me. I'll try not to do it in the future. Do you have a take that's big of you? And, and that's fine. That's really what separates you from the other producers in Radio Land is they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't issue I'm wrongs. Uh, Trevor will come out today, and he he won't give Kenny Payne any – or they're not doing the show today, but he wouldn't give Kenny Payne any props. He, he would just say, Texas must be the worst team in college basketball. <laughs> uh, why why don't, wouldn't they just do the show until like 4, by the way? Because uh, pregame starts at 3.30, so they're not going to do a 30-minute show. Why not? That's, we would do a 30-minute show. Would we? Uh, yeah, we'd give the people what they want. It's not about <laughs> us, Scoots. It's not about Roush, I would do it. myself, it, and Scoots. I, here's, the, here's the thing, TJ. If they would have won yesterday, they would have done a 30-minute show. <laughs> they definitely would have done a 30-minute yeah. show. Oh, yeah, but, no doubt about it. But as I was dri- as we were driving home, it, we were listening to the game. We were, it, it Really, just after we got that speeding ticket or whatever, got pulled over, that we were listening to it for the – most of the rest of the drive, uh, look at right before that timeout when, I mean, this loser talk with all the Louisville fans is pretty sad, though. I mean, you, you lost a game where you had a chance to take a three- or four-point lead and put the game away, and you couldn't get a shot off. You got a shot clock violation on that last possession. Couldn't yeah. get any offense. And then, like it says, just watch. Max Aismas is going to hit some crazy shot. What does he do? Hit some crazy shot because he's a dog. And that's what, that's what dogs do. Man, if I heard the name Max Aismas one more time during that broadcast yesterday. By the way, another hot take. Jay, oh. Jay Williams can go right the hell back to the studio because that dude sucks on color. I, I, I hate all, him. It's not a hot take, Scoots. This, this is nothing new. Jay okay. Williams has always stunk. Yeah, he is He is just not good at all. Uh, right. it, he, he said DJ Wagner is going to transfer to Louisville this year. Yeah, he Scoots, did. So I was going to have you maybe pull that audio. Uh, wild take from him there. Oh, there's a, there's a lot to get to. There's a lot of a lot of stuff that happened over the weekend. What but a yeah. dingus! He's just an absolute dingus. Get your text in five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Do we want to try to get to the first segment, texters here? Yeah, let's okay. let's go ahead and rip it. And you might want to get to Thornton's today. Download the refreshing rewards app before you go. Mm-hmm. Save yourself some time and money at Thornton's. Sorry, weekend texters, beating you in with the pre-commercial one-break text. John here, basketball good, football bad, go sports caps. Woohoo! 
Are you all concerned the DJ Wagner struggles were going to cause some sort of divide in the fan base on people wanting him bench for Reed and Rob? Oh, I mean, it's UK basketball. There's going to be controversy. There's yeah. going to be heated discussions and debates. You just hope that Cal's got everything in-house where it needs to be and they can block out the outside noise. But this is going to be something all year we're going to talk about. And anytime UK loses, people are going to instantly say, this guard played too much. This guard should have played more. Now what's his NBA guys to play more? And I, and I will say that, like, if it's Reed that's on the short end of the minutes, Cal's going to be, like, it's going to get, whether right or wrong, and I, I'm guessing, Roush, in some yeah. instances it could be right, and in some instances it could be wrong. We're guessing scenarios that haven't happened yet. It's a dumb thing to be doing. But, like, yeah, this that's going to be a talking point all season. And the Cal haters, there's going to be your ammunition all year, is that he's not going to play the right guys if he – and Roush, it'll be on the flip side too, where if he plays Reed too much, Reed's going to be in college basketball next year. You got to get your athletes. You needed your number top. You need a top ten draft pick in there. It'll go both ways with that stuff. But you are right; it'll be more consistent that Reed isn't getting the right minutes. But um, hopefully, DJ will have a good attitude, and hopefully, Dillingham will have a good attitude. Hopefully, Justin Edwards will have a good attitude. Reed Shepard. Hopefully, these guys will know that like if I don't get a ton of minutes tonight. Maybe tomorrow night I'll, I'll get more minutes. But anytime UK loses, you bet your sweet buns that's going to be the talking point. This player didn't get enough minutes. Cal was too loyal to this guy. We'll, we'll hear it all the same. Uh, by the way, UK plays tonight. They play Friday. And then eight days from to now, their big game, their next big game against Miami coming into Rupp for UK's first ever ACC-SEC challenge. Uh Miami's done. They beat Kansas State yesterday re relatively easily. They're undefeated. They don't play another game until that Rupp Arena game. Make of that what you will. They're That's off weird. all this week. Uh, they don't play another. They played yesterday. They'll have a nine-day break, eight-day break from today, and they'll be at Rupp fresh and ready to go. Maybe they. Maybe it's too much time off, potentially. Maybe they'll get a little too much turkey in their system this week. Uh, UK, Monday, Friday, and then that game. But I, I thought that was interesting too, Roush. That's a long break. Yeah, um, I guess everybody just gets to go home for Thanksgiving while most teams play basketball. Kind of weird. Yeah, it's a it's a different it's a different style for sure. But uh, they'll they'll get plenty of time to prep and prepare for all these UK guards. But you know what? Jokes on you all. I don't know how you all prepare for something that we don't really know exactly how it should look yet either. All we know is it looks pretty good, and we like what we see. Uh, do you want to hear the guard shares minutes on from Friday? Yes. Shepard, 26. Wagner, 26. Dillingham, 24. Reeves, 27. I mean, they all played about the same. Yeah, but that was, you know, in a 34-point win or whatever it was. Like, yeah. I, that's I, why it's, it's going to be hard to have, like, the, the steaminess takes unless Kentucky goes out and struggles tonight against St. Joe's. Uh, and, and they're probably the going to win by 25 or so, and then, you know, we're just happy tomorrow. And, and I mentioned the slow starts for what it's worth, too. But I think it was UK's first TV timeout they were winning. Um, like, they did get down 8-2. to two. That shouldn't happen against Stonehill, Stony Brook, Stoners. It, it, it shouldn't – like, it, it shouldn't happen. But you, it's not like, you know, it was 20-2 to two and at halftime UK was still down 6 because of their slow start. So I'm being – it's a little hyperbole with the slow starts, but they are – a thing like they have mm -hmm. happened i just right. think you can I, I don't i can't envision it happening with reed out there for the first four minutes but 
we'll see. It is usually overblown because at the end of the day, just who's getting the, the bulk of the minutes. It doesn't matter if you're the one starting up. It matters how you're finishing them. And it's good to bring up those numbers, Roush. Another texter says, Scoot scared? Have you tried going to church? That's a good point, Scoots. If you're scared, you could just go to church. You, you should. You should. You should go yeah. to church. It's been a while since I've been to the old church. I, I can't believe you're scared of this Louisville team. You know they're going to regress. There's, there's, no way, there's no way they play as good as they did yesterday. And Scoots, did they play that good yesterday? They shot like 40 free throws. I mean, uh, it's pretty easy to score points well, if you spend the whole night at the free throw line. It was a ref show yesterday. Roush, that's why I'm scared because Indiana, I don't know if you know, they had two of their main players foul out yesterday and everybody on the entire team was in foul trouble. So if that story rings true again today, now I agree with you. I, I don't think Louisville's a good team. I think Indiana's a way better team. That's but a hot take. if we get the Louisville team, from yesterday and the Indiana team from yesterday, Louisville wins today. I think that, like, to a certain degree, Scoots, you've already lost. You're yeah. scared of this U of L team. That's yeah, true. That's like, that's kind of embarrassing. Well, I mean, what's embarrassing is the fact that we could lose to this team. That's that's what's embarrassing. And a win does nothing for Indiana. So it, it, it's a lose lose either way. Uh-huh. Get Scoots out of work for a bit. That's true. Yeah, Ralph, Roush- if you missed that. Yeah, we no, got I heard it. I, okay, I, I, cool. Yeah, yeah, get ready for TK yeah. on Wednesday, baby. I will say, like you will. That's nice for you. You're going to get off work. That's a big deal. Means we're going to have Trevor doing the show, which Lord knows if he if he knows that how to do it remotely. Or we're going to have to go in. He doesn't even know how to do it inside in, in the interior. <laughs> I'll, I'll send him KRC some instructions. Pretty in this. You're putting the KRC is being involved in this bet. <laughs> it's at risk. It's at risk with Trevor running the show. He might not push all the right buttons. Getting my L's up for today. I think I'm rooting for the cards. <laughs> I don't for the sake of the show. I don't. We need to be on air. We don't need Trevor to knock us off. Uh, it'll be a fun one today. Four thirty. Cards versus Hoosiers. A texter says Jones said it best. There was a lot of unearned arrogance with this coaching staff. This before this season and during. He said multiple times he would see them at events talking about how good they are. He also said one or both, Brown or Key, are gone after this year. Also, such a bad look for our team to be trash-talking after we lose. The trash-talking stuff is just embarrassing. Like, we're that team. Um, I'm all for trash-talking. Love a good trash-talking. You got to back it up, Roush, and you can't lose to freaking South Carolina and chalk trash in the process of it. Uh, by the way, South Carolina and Beamer, they are losers. I, I That made the wor- loss even worse, like losing yep. to those jokers. Nerds. Um, I'll look forward to beating those guys, and I'll probably be pretty obnoxious the next time that happens. But, yeah, the trash-talking stuff, I'm, I, I'm really old man today with my starting lineup talk and trash-talking talk. But, like, all for it, you just have to win, though. Like, you got to back it up. Otherwise, you're just clowns. You're just – you're joke. Yeah, I don't the unearned arrogance thing that I don't I just don't like that's not a catch all be all that I, I don't like. Like Kentucky lost its edge. Um they used to play with an edge. Now they're just a bunch of fake tough guys. Like that that's what they are. They're fake tough guys who are big on talking and holding me back and all that sort of stuff. And you know, I if Barry on Brown wants to leave, we can't uh, we can't act like that would be the worst thing that ever happened. Do you know how many passes he's caught at 15 more yards this year? Two. Yep, two. And he's getting like 11 targets a game. That first that first pass, TJ, that should have been a touchdown. Like he's just not he's not playing good football. Oh, I yeah, don't think yeah. and here's the thing too. If he leaves, I don't know who's going to want him. I mean, 
I know all no. these people. Yeah. No, no, see, like you he he would go to um he would go to some ACC school. Like he's been bad. There's nothing on tape that indicates that he would be some hot commodity for one of the biggest programs in the country. Last year, but like teams aren't going to what you, you think Nick Saban wants to deal with Barry Brown? No. That's not so I I, I don't and, and the other thing too, I, we can't just sit here and worry about people leaving. Uh that's I mean I, I'm not. I'm not going to play that. Woe is me. Um, they're probably going to lose some guys that you don't want to lose personally. But you know what? It might be better for the team if they did go. What I did like to see is Dion Walker tweeting, "Grass isn't always greener." I think Dion is one of those guys that can get the culture back with this program. That can like he he really is your classic Stoops player that embodies that. And I and I think part of I spoke to one of his – I think I believe it was his mother um, at a catwalk early on in the season, and I um, was just like, man, he's he's so great at talking. I just you, – you, you raised a good son. It's like, well, I wish he'd talk more to me. He's so shy. He hates talking. So I think going in as a sophomore, he didn't want to be the guy that is sort of holding everybody in line. I think next year you can rely on him to be a really good locker room guy that will bust heads if people get out of line. Well, I hope start that this week while you're at it. But that's good to hear. Like hearing that. Uh, he, the the front seven has been disappointing, but he had a nice game Saturday. Um, best game of his career. Yeah, he, he was fun to watch. You started to see him get more more momentum as the game grew and get more comfortable in that game and probably should have been in a winning effort despite those really frustrating third down conversions from South Carolina. Defense definitely, when it was all said and done, played well enough to win the game. My 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 thinking is my take is this coaching staff thought they got their flowers in the offseason. They did great in the portal. They got the pieces that we thought as a fan base they needed to get. They they the only person they lost we weren't necessarily thrilled about, but they replaced a five star with another five star. And I think that they just thought to themselves, we we did it. Like look at this roster we put together. We're going to be good this year, and I just don't know if they were they they weren't hungry enough for the actual work aspect of it, or it wasn't you got the talent that you needed, but it wasn't the right pieces to totally fit and form with one another. Something has been a disconnect. Oh, I know what it is from the get go, and I do think that they probably just thought like we we got the dudes, we're going to be fine, and just the hard work wasn't put in. What do you what 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 is it? Uh, the quarterback's bad. Why did Kentucky lose to Kansas? Because Anthony – I keep wanting to call him Anthony Edwards. Because Justin Edwards and DJ Wagner were like one of 18 from the field. You've invested a lot in them to be the best players on their team, and they didn't perform in a big moment. Devin Leary's competing 50% of his passes. This team was going to be – this was going to go as far as he would take you. You expected more from him. He has been very bad. He was supposed to be one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the league. He's 12th out of 14. He's been very bad. And I don't know whose fault it is. That's the part that I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know where the disc, but it's he's been bad. He's missing guys, and and when he has guys open, he's getting balls tipped at the line of scrimmage. That that touchdown, TJ. They scored on that that drive, so it ended up not mattering. But Josh Caddis was sitting around in the back of the end zone with nobody within fifteen yards of him. All Leary has to do, he could have done the 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 pitch and rookie of the year where the kid throws it up really high and. The, he swings and misses and strikeout game over. He could have done that. 
just thrown it up as high as he wanted to, and Caddis could have caught a punt. Instead, he kept trying to throw a little piss missile, and he got batted down. Six batted balls. What? 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 What, what was that? He, yeah, he's really. I mean, that that is terrible. I, I do think on a couple of the deep balls, I wouldn't necessarily blame him for. Brown, like, Brown dropped just, one badly. He, he didn't try. And it, you got to yeah. get. On, yeah, you got to get under it, dude. Like, get get to yeah, that ball. Bro, You're the we'll fastest player on the field go get to it that being said it's embarrassing to get so many balls tipped that's just almost like <laughs> are, are so you you know are you at the right level are you playing the right sport and then he'll and then he'll make some like nfl throws where it's like back shoulder just in between two guys it's like holy smokes that's a good one but on the one that you're talking about the caddis one that got tipped there's people in the background there's uk players in the background that see him so wide open and once they realize the ball gets tipped they have like an injury like reaction like you know where like a player sees another player mm-hmm. get hurt and they know it's like something really bad and they like yeah. instantly like fall or like put their hands on their head you get a couple of those reactions when that ball gets tipped cuz they realize that like oh that's a t- that was a touchdown that just got tipped away they know how big of a play that was and you're right that it ended up the, it worked out okay but yeah the, the tip balls is just dude that is not yeah. good and then teams and the season's basically over anyways you're gonna get that louisville game but it just teaches teams that like hey defense alignment even if you're not getting a push you can be just as effective get your hands up get your hands up if you see him throwing your your way try to knock it down and that's going to be a huge staple of L's defensive game plan is hey we may not be able to get the push like we did against some of these ACC teams just get your hands up you're going to knock down some of these balls he, he cannot throw it over the line that's bad and that's really yeah. concerning and I do agree with you and I don't know if Devin deserves the total blame all by himself but but he gets you know, a lot of it he should so this stuff does start a quarterback play and he just hasn't been good enough I mean, at the end of the day those deep passes need to be completed and whether it's barry on or not barry on or whoever's fault it is you got to get a quarterback that makes it happen at least some of the time it's not happened any of the time the yeah I, stoop said after the game that a lot of those deep balls early on were part of the game plan part of the script and then later on um, where he was might have been forcing the issue. I think when in doubt, he just chucks it deep. Not the the pass that really, um, that really bummed me out the most. It's third and seven or eight. South Carolina had just scored to take the lead. You get this first down. Uh, you move it across the fifty, and, and you really get rolling. And what happens? Kentucky has to burn a timeout. Um, so you come out of the timeout. Tavion Robinson runs a curl route. Would have been a nice first down catch. He cuts inside. Oh, Leary throws it outside. How do you not know where the guy's breaking the route after a timeout? I mean, that's just un- it's unacceptable. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just, there's no – how? How does that happen? I don't – Clock management, your takes on the end of the first half? Um, I, I don't think Stoops wanted to do that, but I also don't think um, – yeah, I didn't have as big of an issue with it because it's like you just you just you you keep stubbing your toe. Like, what do you you're going to do it again? You know, I don't think I've ever seen sweet Derek Terry so worked up over anything in his entire life. Derek Terry, ever since he's gotten out of the journalism business, like you don't want to be a coach of one of Derek Terry's favorite teams. He's coming after your ass. <laughs> Basketball, football. He is coming after you. I love it. I love the fire from Derek Terry. That being said, I, I did disagree with him on this one. Um, here, here was my take, Roush. And 
could totally be wrong on this. People see things differently. If you call that timeout there on with like a minute and four left or whatever it was, 45 seconds, whatever it was, you could be tempting South Carolina to go for it. And I don't like maybe maybe you wanted them to do that. Maybe you want them to go for it. So maybe in this instance, it would have been a good thing. I, I think that if you don't call the timeout, though, you allow South Carolina to like kind of get their way where they're going to get you the ball again. Um, but once the penalty happened, you should have probably called it then. You probably should have. But realistically, whether you call the timeouts, who really thinks UK scoring there? Who really right. thinks that UK is getting the punt inside their own 20 and even with the timeouts and best case scenario, like 45, 50 seconds, whatever it was, going, you know, 60 yards to get into field goal range? It, it probably, you know, more likely is probably a turnover, honestly. So, like, <laughs> I didn't have a major yeah. issue with that. It, it, it did kind of sum, like, it was – it was a tough look for Stoops because you were basically just saying like, hey, we're good going to half. But realistically, that's what was going to happen. They were going to go to half, whether they called the timeouts, didn't call the timeouts. You could say it sends a message of like conserve, being conservative and not wanting to be aggressive and score. Let's just live in reality. Like UK was not going to take that ball and score. So it was what it was. People really got worked up about that though. But I'll say that like I've been, I've got some takes on the UK fan base and their anger with this football season. And it's surprised me a little bit, but let's take our last commercial break, maybe get into that and get into more text messages. Yep, let's do it. 502 414 is the number. One final break uh, to wrap up an eventful Monday show. We'll talk more Cats and Cox right here on the Big X Sports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Thanksgiving week, game day edition of KRC here on the Big X. Justin Kalins, the producer, Nick Roush, and I am TJ Walker here to tell you about Shady Ray's sunglasses. Stocking stuffers are back in season, and there are no better stocking stuffers than Shady Ray sunglasses. Polarized sunglasses for an affordable price, and we make that price even more affordable with the promo code BIGX at checkout. That is promo code BIGX. We'll save you 40% on your order. And I know we've got a bunch of snowboarders and skiers that listen to Kentucky Roll Call. It's season's here. Uh, they were. I was watching during the Broncos game yesterday. They were showing people hitting the slopes and skiing. I've got a buddy that lives out in Colorado. He went and played nine holes of golf and then went to the slopes to ski just to say that he could do it, which is pretty cool. Can't say that we do that here. But you can also get snow goggles from Shady Rays. They've got the best in business. They're also taking the price tag down for that for the holidays as well. So not only cheaper on snow goggles right now, you can save 40% with that promo code. Big exit checkout. Remember Shady Rays for this holiday shopping season. The best around Shady Rays. And two physical locations, the Oxmoor Shops and Scoots, the Bluegrass. Outlet Shops of the Bluegrass. There you have it. Yep. Perfect. There you have it. 
Scooch, what are you going to do for the U of L IU game today? Uh, I'm going to meet up with my uncle and grandpa, who are both Indiana fans. We're going to hit a restaurant, local restaurant, and check it out there. Shaking your bootstraps there. Maybe you should go to church and watch it because you're so scared. Maybe so. You are scared. Maybe see if St. Raphael will let you in. Maybe so. That might might be a good option. Do they have the food church there? Of, the Church of Kenny Payne. Uh, but I, you're not going to watch it with Trevor? This seems like a golden opportunity. He doesn't have to work. You're off. No. Yeah, bring him out with Grandpa. I don't know how Grandpa and Uncle would handle Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> And it's Thanksgiving week. Invite Trevor out to lunch, early dinner. Well, he's, yeah, he's it's, right, it's breakfast up. for him. He's just gonna be waking up anyways. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't. Yeah, I don't. A, I don't know if he'll want to come to my side of the river, which is where I'm gonna watch it, just in case I have a little too much to drink. And then, <laughs> second, second, he won't come out of his house for anything, let alone a Indiana Louisville game. He's gonna sit on his couch, his broken sofa, and watch it. No, it never hurts to ask. Have we figured out our schedule this week? No, we can though. Um, I know that we were. I don't, are, are we doing? We would do Wednesday, right? I yeah. don't see why we wouldn't. Yeah, we'll do Wednesday and, and, off Thursday, and then Friday we wanted to kind of do maybe do like a recording thing for you. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll we'll figure out Friday. Uh, at some at some day we'll have to play everybody's favorite Thanksgiving game for radio. Oh, what's that? Thanksgiving dish or a song by Fish? Oh, I thought it was going to be Thanksgiving Wait Thursday or something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's, well, no. No, that would be insensitive. We'd never do anything like that. Uh, Scoochie, would you like to play a sample of Thanksgiving dish or a song by Fish? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, down with disease. I'm going to go Thanksgiving dish. Ooh, that's actually a song by Fish. Oh, dang oh, it. Man. I suck at this. Yeah. Oh, one. I'll give you one more just so you don't go off a loser. Paula Dean's Macaroni and Cheese. Oh, that's got to be a Fish song. Nope, that's actually a Thanksgiving <laughs> no. Dish. Oh, man. Oh, two. I thought those were easy ones. but that that's good. Uh, you'll get more of that later on in the week. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Roush, I'm fine with anywhere you want to go with the show. I'm fine with the text line. Uh, if you've got any more takes, you can get uh, them out with the weekend you've had. The, the floor is yours. I, I would just say, um, so Kentucky, they've played three games that have been one-score games in the fourth quarter. They've also three. They're about to play a Louisville football team that's – they're five, I think they're 6-0 and now in one-score games, which, I mean, uh, the to have the two guys run into each other and then score a 58-yard touchdown, they still had to go get the stop, but to win it on that play, I mean, Jeff's – I don't know if he's got a horseshoe up his ass. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but Jordan Travis, the Florida State quarterback, the best player in the ACC, arguably, uh, suffers a gruesome leg injury last night, so – not only does Louisville punch their ticket to the ACC championship game, they get to play uh, a vulnerable Florida State team in Charlotte. Um, and whenever that news broke, we were sitting in the press box, and Luck is just like, "Man, Brom's got to go to Vegas. Like, just play, just go play blackjack, man, because you're you're just hitting. Everything's hitting for Louisville right now, and that's why my early preview. I, I, I there is a path for the Kentucky to beat this Louisville football team. They're imperfect. Um, as you saw on Saturday, if you wait long enough, Jack Jack Plummer will throw you the football. Um, Kentucky can stop the run. Uh, 
But the problem is, is this each team reacts differently to pressure. Louisville just keeps playing, and then good things happen to them, uh, whether it's by their own doing or the other teams. Kentucky just crumbles, and that's why even if the Cats do uh, start fast and kind of get in the cards' heads, uh, make them think a little bit um, about be, losing this team again, uh, I, I I don't have the confidence that this team can play with enough confidence to not fall apart late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we'll have all week to talk about this game. I, I still just, I don't know. My my gut feels good about it. I don't know if it's just like the homerism taking over. But I didn't feel good about the South Carolina game going into the to the week. And as the week progressed, I picked South Carolina to get the win. I, I, I think UK is going to get the win. But the normal mind stuff, the normal mentality of these teams going into the game have been flipped on its head, and that's just not right. That shouldn't be the case going into a rivalry where you've just completely and totally owned the other team for the last five years. It it, it should not be this way. L is probably going to be the team, Roush, going in more relaxed. Now, I do think this is like their their golden calf here. Like this is the yeah. UK game. They they can go to the ACC championship game. They can even now, and you're right, they should feel solid about their chances potentially winning that game. But this is the big one. And really everything they've done this year, it won't <laughs> no. mean it won't really mean a damn thing if you've got yeah. Mark Stoops with that poop eating grin holding up the Governor's Cup trophy again. Like, I mean, so, they 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 want they want this one m- oh yeah. more than anything. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think I mean that that needs to be considered. But that being said, they've had a hell of a season and they've accomplished things that have never been done in U of L football before. They're going to be probably you would think maybe a little bit more relaxed. They have won every single close game except for the Pittsburgh game, although that one ended up not being all that close down to the right, final whistle. Right. But but it's like they're they're really, really good in close games. They do keep their composure. They they will make a ton of mistakes, Roush, and they seem like they found ways to bounce back each and every time versus a team whose best trait is talking trash. Like, yeah, the, the, you're, you know, there's going to be a lot of fans who are pissed off because Kentucky's going to be starting fights all day Saturday. So just I'm I'm, I'm not looking forward hope, to that. I would hope that Stoops is not like you know who knows. Uh, you think that this maybe has been expressed already at this point, but like stop, you know, stop doing that. Talk well, trash after you win. Talk what's trash what's when you're weird, up though, 21 it's, in the fourth quarter. That was the great equalizer earlier in the series. Is that Kentucky would just come in and like play with that edge. Right, that's a nice way to say talk trash when you're good. But they would come in and start fights. Drew Barker, Bobby Petrino, um, Jeff Bidette. Like, I mean, Kentucky almost won that game because they got the cards rattled before kickoff. I mean, let's face it, <laughs> they've they've played the like let's go fight them card, and it and it kind of helped them early on. Um, uh, now it's kind of uh, I'm just I'm worried it'll be the exact opposite. The exact, exact opposite. But, you um, know, they they, they still got to come take it from us. And Stoops has owned UofL. But it was Satterfield for what it's worth. It wasn't Brom. I do feel like, if we're just being honest, I feel like UofL does have the coaching advantage in this one. Uh, But I do also think, Roush, Kentucky's the most talented team UofL is going to play this year. I think Notre Dame is fraudulent. You can make that a case, Notre Dame, in that same ballpark. This isn't going to be the ACC teams that they've pushed around. Um, I, I, I'm bummed that Devin Leary hasn't really been as good as we thought he was going to be. 
But even still, the offensive line, I hate that Ray Davis may be in the doghouse. I hope everybody can kind of come together Thanksgiving week and let bygones be bygones and move on. But I think the Ray Davis rushing attack is not going to be something that they're overly familiar with this season. I still think if Kentucky can just keep their bleep together, and I think that's why Saturday was even more unfortunate, if they can keep their stuff together, they should be in a position to win this game on Saturday. They should be. And I'm still going to pick them to win unless I unless something changes or something drastic happens. I still think UK wins. I know it's crazy talk with the way these teams have performed and looked this year. I just think UK is the better team. I think that shows on Saturday. How much more bre- how many more breaks can go U of L's way too? It's good. Ball's got to bounce the other way at some point. Yeah. Um... I just I spent all year dogging Plummer, but Leary's been worse than him, so I can't. For like, for dumber for dumber reasons though, like Plummer, I think Leary is more talented than Plummer. Leary just gets nervous and throws rockets, and they're inaccurate. But goodness I gracious, like I, I think Plummer just knows his system, and Brom makes it easier for him to get yep. the 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 ball to his playmakers and, 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 and good it, spots to make good things, and it works. Yeah. But like Miami playing man and just getting a guy dragging under U of L getting a guy dragging underneath every time and having four yards before anybody would even come close to contact with them, like that's an easy I can make that throw. And, and Plummer's doing it. You know, to his credit, he's still doing it. But I mean if he tries to throw across the middle of the field against UK, it's gonna get picked. But they're gonna work the sidelines like every other freaking team does against UK. And you know what? It'll probably be successful. <laughs> probably. Um, it is kind of funny though how similar their numbers are. Um, touchdown, oh, inter- gosh. Not, nineteen touchdowns, ten interceptions for Plummer, uh, twenty touchdowns, and nine picks for Leary. Leary is completing fifty-six percent of his passes. That's gross. And uh, Plummer's sixty-five percent of his passes. But yeah. uh, they're, they're, Jeff, Jeff is making it easy on him, and he's playing against worse defenses. But you know what? That South Carolina defense sucked, and he completed 50% of his passes. That's embarrassing. Really, really embarrassing. Really bad. And UK, you better be ready for that stupid play. L does it all the time. They bring a guy. They run it near the goal line. They bring a guy in motion to the, to the open or the strong side of the field, and then they throw it to the tight end to the weak side of the field where the guy left going in motion. And he's wide open every freaking time, and it works every time. And Stoops, if it works against UK, that's like their bread and butter. Brom kind of has a few go-tos, and it's like – all it does is it takes advantage of one guy being out of position on defense, and he knows that the person will be, so that's why it works so often. I, I hope it's not just like an X and O domination. That's going to be tough for Stoops. Like, if, yeah. you know, if everything just comes easy for U of L, and that's the talking point after the game, things. I, I was a little, I was slightly surprised by like how much heat Stoops was getting on Saturday. I mean, it. it you, that was a bad loss. Losing to South Carolina is horrible. But, folks, Stoops is not getting fired. It yeah. is ridiculous to even, like, bring that into the conversation. Yeah. We can but, be disappointed um, with this season. This has been an underwhelming season. And maybe Stoops leaves after this year. Maybe Iowa hires him. Maybe he sees the writing on the wall. I, I don't think that's going to happen either. But, like, the idea, just get it out of your brain. Stoops is not getting fired by the University of Kentucky. It's not happening. Nope, not happening whatsoever. Um, Unless there's like a scandal just, or something along those lines. He's not losing. He's not getting fired for a six and six season this year. 
the 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 making it about the money thing is the part that I just get so annoyed by. Like I've I, the results are the results. It, they how much he's getting paid is a uh, is an afterthought. Like I'm I'm not mad at John Calipari because he's making ten million dollars and losing. I'm mad because he's not winning the second round of the NCAA tournament. Like or you know like it's just not. I don't understand the money issue. Yes, you're getting a bad rate of return. I'm more worried about the rate of return on their nil guys. I mean, they probably the five highest paid guys on this roster. Three of them have had bad years, and you, th- that's roster management. You can criticize Stoops for that, but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't understand the the contract talk. We're paying nine million dollars a year for this. It's like, well, you're you're calling him a top ten coach, but he's the fifth highest paid coach in the SEC. And that's what Kentucky's been going into the season the last four years. Um, now, this year they've gotten out of that, but they've been a top five program in the SEC the last in that four year stretch. Yeah, the, I agree with you. And I think we've talked about that more so with Calipari. Like, it, it's not my money, you know. But what I would I'm just playing devil's advocate, show you the other side of it, they're probably thinking with that, with that willingness to pay that much money, couldn't we get somebody better? It's not so much like we're paying you this amount of money, you need to do this, that, or the other. It's if we're paying this amount of money, I bet we could find somebody from another school that's getting paid significantly less money to do the job that we thought you could do. Yeah, I'm I'm really um, not looking forward to um, whenever we're having this conversation with the next coach who's not able to live up to Stoops' standard. And <laughs> it's, it's good. As much as people talk about um, how the job's improved and you're going to get paid well to be in the best conference, it's um, you know, it's still a lot easier said than done. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I, I, I know we're we're people are going to be mad about that now, and then the next guy is going to have to be, he's going to have to be at this bar and then more, and it's hard enough just to be at this bar. It's uh, mm. not to say that like nobody else can do it. And that's not me just trying to like cop for Stoops because he's my boy or anything like that. Uh, this year has been an utter disappointment. Um, he tried to fix the passing game and has failed. And that's one thing he can't figure out. You should be better as a head coach at passing the football. I mean. And I think that that's why there are people that disagree with you that like they just don't trust Stoops's understanding of in-game X's and O's enough to take UK to a higher level. And they want somebody to come in that they feel like is a football genius, a whiz kid, knows the game, X's and O's. Like he's going to out-scheme left and right. And they just don't yeah. get that out of well, Stoops. And I think part of the reason why you're getting that is because that's what Tennessee and Louisville are doing right now. Your two biggest rivals. They've got these offensive whiz kids in there, mm-hmm. and and like it just it hurts, right? I, I get it. it it's, it's it's making life more much more difficult for Stoops. And it's been a like you you beat Florida, which was a lot of fun, uh, but like you you lost to Tennessee in a game that you felt like you should have won. You had a double digit lead and a fourth quarter lead against Missouri, and they're having the fun season that you thought maybe you should have. You lost to freaking South Carolina. Like you're losing to teams that you just don't that don't sit well with us. So we're yeah. going to be frustrated by that. Now Stoops has had a history of not losing to those teams, Tennessee excluded, um, during his career. I. He has earned more enough, more than enough benefit of the doubt to to right this ship. That's just the the reality of it. Do I think another coach could t- 
take the baton and take UK further? I don't think it's impossible. Could another coach take over and get UK right back to where Joker had UK? I don't think it's impossible. Um, but the truth is, unless we just want to waste conversation and waste time, Stoops is going to be the head coach at UK for really as long as he wants to be. Minus off the field or something silly or uh, assistant stealing signs or something like that happening. He he's gonna he he has turned UK football into what the expectations are now. Yeah. He's gonna be the guy to try to figure out how to take it to that next step. And, and if your take is that he can't do that, totally valid opinion. You may be right. You could yeah, so far could you're be. proving to be right. But like, let's just all get down with the reality of it. He's not going anywhere on UK's end. He may go somewhere on Mark Soup's end. Scooch, what do you think about his record since he's been divorced? You putting any stock into that? No, zero. St- I saw <laughs> that on our roll call Twitter page, and yeah, no, that's ridiculous. I mean, numbers are numbers. Yeah, I mean, that's like the 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 sign stealing numbers. It's, it's like, just, oh well, it's just the same time weird, that Clint got there. Just you know? a weird mm. correlation. Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, there's also right. the 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 record since he signed a contract extension. And it's like, well, what was his record after the contract extension before? I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah, whatever. Um, Texter says, why is Leary get tapped the balls tipped at the line of scrimmage? Feels like we've seen that happen a ridiculous amount this season. I mean, it's obviously on him. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. it's just it's on him. Problem. I agree with Scooch that NFL bets are easier. Not saying the football teams have mailed it in, but college players are up and down. Pros have jobs to fight for. Hopefully they finish the season strong. Another day, another Saturday, where Luckett talks about the middle eight. Adam, middle eight Luckett. You all get the sprinklers turned on you? Yep, that was fun. Man, when it rains, the sprinklers get turned on you. They, they, They pour. They pour that rain. Stoops is such a scared head coach. The fact that he is just lets the entire clock bleed out with two timeouts in his pocket is scared. Zero dog in him. Yes, we played sloppy, but it's all been self-inflicted mistakes. Take off the bra, Stoops. No excuse. We can't get three points at least. Soft as butter. Yeah, um, I just expected more self-inflicted mistakes, so I, I get it. Uh, I, you can't. You couldn't trust that offense to go make a play after that small sequence there. Texter on the Thornton's text line says, why haven't we been playing Ramon Jefferson more this season? He's ran the ball well tonight. Because um, Ray Davis was leading the SEC in rushing. Does J.J. Weaver still play football at UK? The dude has been the most non-existent player all season ever since Josh Allen left the program. Our pass rush has been a joke. Our D-line played solid tonight, but something that is worth noting. Yep, J.J. Uh, yeah, I think he the, – the worst part, too, is you didn't even get – Kind of, you know, middle of the road, J.J. I mean, because J.J. Weaver has been a good, not great football player for most of his career where he's solid and then he steps up and makes a couple big plays. Uh, I mean, he had a pick. He's had a couple huge picks. Um, and he's had a couple big moments, but that they just haven't really been there at all this year. Also, with the coaching talk and whatnot, I mean, I've made it pretty clear. Like, Stoops ain't going anywhere on his own. Uh, Cal ain't going anywhere. Like, UK's not firing those coaches. Uh, that being said, if you want a shot in the arm with both those coaches with the entire athletic program, new AD. New AD, I think, would get Cal remotivated. It'd get Stoops remotivated. 
but yes, Roush, he's not going anywhere either. I understand. Yep, he's on the contract extension. But I just like it feels like between and something's just a little stale. And I do feel like if you got a new AD, everything would be a little freshened and, up. And uh, I think that's why you mentioned that people are really frustrated. I think it's because it's stale. Yeah. All right, we got to we got to end it now. Um, we'll do. I, I'm gonna do a Twitter space again today. Li- works a little lighter in the afternoon. I'm gonna do another one. I'll read some of these texts on that Twitter space. Be on the lookout for it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Jay Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, go Caps! They're gonna win big tonight.